2: Listening to Sports Econ One Hundred and One. This is the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host Edward Brown, along with my co-host Russell Jackman. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. And again, because Russell loves the NBA, we had to choose the NBA. Oh, don't like blame that? it on me. Don't blame. Don't it blame it on me. you. <laughs> well, that's okay. Then let's see. These questions here are. A little more challenging, but they're not like going back to, uh, you know, the year 1522. So I think you'll be okay. Uh, When we get back, a lot of of different things to talk about. Uh, Mark Cuban selling a majority interest in the Mavs. Tyreek Hill uh, taking care of the videographer's salary. We'll talk about what happened there. Um, And come on, Pistons. What do you think? What, What are their odds of winning?
3: Yeah. Yeah, 0.000, 000 like uh, <laughs> well, Lutarski's uh, GPA in Animal House.
2: <laughs> hey, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through college. No way to go um,
3: through life, son.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go through. Oh, that's right. Was it, it was go through life. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, they were only two and 17 at, at the time that I uh, put this together. And uh, I want to ask you as, a, uh, as, as the uh, legal background that you have when we get back about also how come players can break contracts, but owners can't? Seems like it's a one-sided uh, equation there. And Florida State, out of the playoffs, even though they were undefeated. We'll talk about that. Uh, Monday night football game, uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, I don't know what's going on. Probably done for the year. And uh, Alabama quarterback Tyler Butner, he's transferring out of football to play lacrosse. I'm sure there's a lot more money in lacrosse than football. Okay, all right. You are listening to so nothing against lacrosse. It's a great game. Uh, it's been around for a very, very long time, actually. All right, stay with us. You are listening to Sports Econ 101. Do not touch that dial. We are going to be right back.
4: Mountview Hotel and Spa in lovely Calistoga is turning back rates to a time when staying in Napa Valley was more affordable. Throughout the summer, you can book direct and apply our 15% True Blue discount and lounge by the pool, treat yourself to a spa experience, or watch a classic movie at sunset, all for just $395 per night for weekend stays or $295 per night for weekdays. Call 707-942-6877 or book online at MountViewHotel.com using discount code TRUB. Offer good through September 30th, 2023. That's MountViewHotel.com using discount code TRUB to take advantage of our 15% True Blue discount and stay for just $395 per night for weekend stays or $295 per night for weekdays. That's MountViewHotel
5: attention business owners how can you attract 22,000 new customers how can you generate 10% in new sales by accepting itex dollars for sales in the cashless marketplace your business can access an exclusive cashless distribution channel attract new customers and generate new sales barbara hill says itex has been
6: one of the best things i've ever done for my business it brings me business i would never reach with any other marketing
5: it's simply the best cashless marketplace around itex will change the way you look at money members increase Sales, conserve cash, and utilize a new distribution channel by using iTeX dollars to transact business. iTeX is the leading marketplace for cashless business transactions across North America. Our members processed more than $300 million in transactions last year. The fact is, iTeX dollars work. Isn't it time they started working for you? To register, visit itex.com. Promo code 408408 or call 408 504 8404 five for more information six friends one outrageous idea and a chance to make their dreams come true transcendence theater company invites you to go the full Monty Broadway's hit musical comedy July 28th through August 20th at Beltane Ranch in Sonoma Valley you'll see why an evening at transcendence is the best night ever the full Monty in wine country Get your tickets now at bestnightever.org.
0: Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafal.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesandrafel.com and order your pizza. Welcome back to T-Cart
7: 101.
3: Edward Brown here along with Russell Jackman.
2: All right, Russell, I have a whole bunch of different things to talk about, but why don't you start? What do you want to talk about first?
3: If there was anything else going on this week, all I know is that the 49ers and Eagles game happened yeah and everything else after that just kind of fell into place otherwise it, it, yeah, it,
2: that's it true.
3: It, in fact i don't even know that there was any other football that happened on sunday other than then <laughs> or monday yeah. night it's it's all been about the 49ers clock cleaning of the eagles and and
2: I, and i was going to say wasn't that amazing like the first uh was the first quarter they just the whole quarter minus 6
3: yards out. Yeah. And then after that, six consecutive touchdowns in six possessions. Pretty amazing. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll but, but a bigger question, the bigger thing that comes out of that game was the security guard versus yeah. uh, uh uh Dre Greenlaw. What was your yeah. thought about that?
2: Um it, well it, it was as soon as he did that tackle. I'm thinking, don't slam a guy to the ground, especially when you're out of bounds. But, but, why, you know, but okay, was...
3: okay, that that's that's a big question right there. He started the tackle in He wound up out of bounds, but the tackle started in bounds. Sure. Yes,
2: that part I don't have as much of a problem with. But when you look at the tackle, it's like he he really kind of
3: slams him down. But the guys slam guys down all the time, and if you'd watch the game, the Niners were having a lot of trouble tackling and and, and stopping the Eagles from getting extra yards. So, I mean, obviously the, the coaches were telling the guys, you know, make sure you wrap these guys up and don't yeah. let them get any extra yard. So I don't see any – I personally do not have a problem <laughs> with that type of tackling. I mean, this is the NFL. You're supposed to be able – you're – yeah, the idea is when you grab a guy, you bring him down to the ground. And whatever it yeah. is, is basically legal as long as you're not grabbing the face mask or doing a ho- horse collar.
2: Yeah, except that, I mean, this one, it, it, it kind of looked a little bit more like a wrestling move
3: where, you know, guys trying to, like, Even if lo- It is. How is that not legal? I mean, guys do that kind of tackle all the time in the NFL every week. I see that not just straight green law. I see that happen every single week. By defenses in the NFL, they just Dre has more of a uh, uh, he's kind of got a, uh, 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 a Draymond Green kind of reputation yeah. around him, and I mm-hmm. think that's one of the reason why they called it on him was because.
2: Oh, okay, so let, let, so let's let's kind of go on to what you said though. Um, so yes, he, ta- he goes ahead and tackles them, and one of the first things that happened is this big
3: security guard uh i guess he's no page. business whatsoever being on the sidelines by the way
2: well the, oh no okay that's interesting he's he's a security but he's not just a regular security guard he's a, a he's like a, in charge of security for the eagles not necessarily the um uh the stadium as i understand it i could be wrong on that
3: right but even then what is he doing being involved in an actual game itself. He's not on the coaching staff. He's not on, you know, he's not part of the actual, you know, uh, 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 staff. You're, the- no,
2: you're, you're right. You're right. I mean, it'd be one thing for him to be like just standing around and just sort of like making sure fans don't go, you know, attack players and stuff. However, right. right as soon as the tackle happened, there's it, there's no place for him to be getting in the face or touching any other no. player. In fact, that's the reason why he got thrown out.
3: Right. But I think (laughs) that the the Eagles themselves should be heavily fined for having him get involved in this and be that close to the action. He should be doing his job, which is enforcing security and and not. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: no, I I hope that they they don't. Why would they find the Eagles? You know, this guy, he's stepping outside of his realm. To, to take it because upon himself, They should have
3: said to him, get the heck off of the sidelines and do your job. Otherwise, what is stopping other teams from bringing other non official personnel in and interfering with other other teams' players and getting them ejected? That was something that, you know, I would take that exchange anytime. <laughs> if the 49ers could put someone on the sidelines, that could just be designated annoyer that would then get kicked out, you know, and there's no repercussions. But the other team loses a player for the entire game. Aren't other teams going to have incentive? Oh, well,
2: uh, you know that thing. That's, that's a very good point. Kind of reminds me of back in the '70s. You remember uh, Woody Hayes, uh, the uh, coach for Ohio State? He he literally uh, his his quarterback threw an interception, and as the defensive guy he was running it back. Woody Hayes literally stepped onto the field and tripped and tackled the
3: guy. So <laughs> did Tom Coughlin, didn't he? A while
2: back, yeah, it may have happened, but it's like, and the thing is, I don't think, I, and I don't even think they gave the guy a touchdown, which they should have. I mean, that should have been
3: right. an automatic touchdown, which I, I right, but, but at really least like. Woody Hayes was part of the actual team. Yeah, you know, he, he, he actually had a reason to be on the sidelines and to be there. You know, why the head of security is getting next to the coach and joining with him. Well, it is
2: Philadelphia, so you know, you never know what those fans are going to do, right?
3: I don't know. I mean, again, he is not enforcing anything security wise standing oh, next to. Him. Yeah. Standing next to the coach anyway, watching the game with him, acting like an assistant.
2: Yeah, it'd be one thing if there was like a like a when a real fight breaks out and then right. be, okay, security has to step in. And even sometimes before between players, um, you know, security doesn't really get involved. It, it's only no, when it gets really between isolated.
3: the fa- He should be the one interfering between fans and yeah. and and the team. And and, and
2: and Greenlaw, you know, he, I don't think he meant to actually touch him, but he just, he, I think he meant to just kind of put a finger in his face. And he I just think have so too. I crazy. think so too. So
3: that, yeah. that was unfair. I think Greenlaw was targeted because he's been outspoken. He's been controversial and um, it could have changed the game and it sort of did, but uh, instead of yeah. firing up Philly, he fired up the 49ers. Yeah. And they yeah. were the ones to then scored like two or three extra touchdowns after that.
2: Yeah. And, and I, was a little, I was a little concerned that that the tide might have changed for Philadelphia after that, because I was thinking, oh, God. it's almost like when these guys, you know, make these uh, either silly predictions or they they uh, trash talk before a game. And it's like, you know what, guys, just be quiet and play the game. You know, don't don't do anything to rile another team up, to give them an incentive.
3: Well, that's what's also interesting is that the coach for Philadelphia was saying, you know, how. The 49ers have been trash talking all week and, and let's take it personal let's remember it. And and then they lose 42 to 19. So, you know, if you're if you're gonna try to motivate your team from trash talking, it doesn't do much good if then they show up and get their, their butts trounced by basically 30
2: points. Well, can you remind me why was there like the pre they showed pregame how there was a little bit of scuffling. Uh, between the players. And I don't remember what it, what, what was, it? was it? Was it something about last year's playoffs where Brock got hurt?
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the Eagles did nothing but trash talk the 49ers after the 49ers lost that game. And, and you know, the, obviously they've been saying that Purdy would get his again when he comes back to Philadelphia and that Philadelphia would, would you know, knock the 49ers back into, you know, uh uh you, you know <laughs> and, and, and we'll be sorry that we ever came to Philadelphia and all of that. And it was one of the uh, biggest I mean,
2: that, see that's to me that's really uncalled for because again I, I last year when Brock got hurt. It wasn't a dirty play. It just was one of those unfortunate things. Very similar, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, his own guy steps on him. And it's just one of those unfortunate things. Hey, tell you what, let's go to our first commercial break here. And again, okay. in honor of Russell Jackman, because we love him so much. Uh, we We're haven't talked about that. This-
3: I'm, I'm, I'm here in honor of <laughs> yeah. me. You're making it sound like a memorial. <laughs> <laughs> Not, Not like yet. that yet.
2: Not that yet. Okay. Well, you, you woke up without a toe tag on. That's a, That's a good day.
3: All right. Uh, first, still question. with my kidney stone, but still with my kidney stone. No, it's okay.
2: Oh, oh, that's kidney good. <laughs> you never want to get, get rid of that one, right? Yeah, okay. wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, first trivia question Who did the Cleveland Cavaliers lose to in LeBron's first ever NBA Finals? Okay. Okay, that's our trivia question. Stay with us. Sportycom 101. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back to Sports Econ One Hundred and One. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman. Our first trivia question on the NBA was: Who did the Cleveland Cavaliers lose to in LeBron's first ever NBA Finals?
3: Was it Dallas? No, it was not San Antonio. It was San Antonio. I knew it was a Texas team. I, I it knew it was a Texas I, team. I, whether it was Dallas or whether it was San Antonio. So it was San Antonio. It wasn't Houston. Spurs uh, won
2: four to nothing.
3: Yeah. And then a lot of people accused um, uh, uh, LeBron of quitting on Cleveland. And that's when he moved over to Miami.
2: Miami. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Excuse me.
3: The decision.
2: Excuse me, uh, really quickly. Okay, Trevor Lawrence last night, uh, we're, you know, we're recording the show on Tuesday. Guess,
3: right guess, up. Who the, guess who the lead quarterback is for my fantasy football team?
2: Trevor Lawrence. Thank you. Oh, no. Thank oh. you very much. You smoked again, didn't you?
3: Yes, I did again. Sad, pathetic, weak, four and nine football team now. I. I
2: you, you, uh, he was doing pretty well for you, though, wasn't he? Earlier,
3: I was four and nine before this. So, but this now I I had already Kirk Cousins as my quarterback. I had Nick Chubb as my running back and now Trevor Lawrence. I've lost three players due to season ending injuries in one season that were major, major factors for me. So,
2: you know, I I actually heard that um, the, you know, during the draft, uh, they want to interview you to find out who you're choosing for your fantasy team. Make yeah, sure they, so they can
3: avoid picking them. Oh, yeah. There. Why do you think I didn't choose uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey?
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> thank I you very much. I probably didn't pick any 49ers this year because I didn't want to jinx them from, <laughs> <laughs> with, with my bad luck. If, if I picked like, someone that wasn't on the 49ers, I should have picked all uh, Eagles and uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah.
2: Your two favorite, favorite. teams,
3: yeah, just to sure. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, sometimes rivalries go, they they change. I mean, in the in the old days, I remember it was the Chiefs.
3: Oh, and sure. The, the Niners, Seattle, yeah. you know, if it said in the 70s, the Niners would hate the Seattle Seahawks so much when the Seahawks were in the AFC West, you know, you would say, okay, the, the, the Seattle was nothing but like a little blip on the 49ers radar. You know, now they're the most hated Wait, a
2: minute, wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on. When they were in the AFC, it was really them and, and the, the, the Raiders. There was no competition between the 49ers and the Zeots. Exactly.
3: That's what I'm saying is if you had said oh, okay. in the 70s that eventually we would hate Seattle. Plus, Seattle oh, yeah. was terrible. Plus, Seattle yeah, was exactly. like one of the worst teams in the league. So when they yeah. first came to the, the uh, NFC West, I was like, oh, thank God. That's a nice buy for us. Yeah, you know, exactly. Whatever. You know, we'll, we'll 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 beat them up every year, and we did for a number of years. But then once Peter Pete Carroll came, Redwood High School's own Pete Carroll yeah. came mm-hmm. to uh, uh, Seattle. They've been a real contender ever since. Yeah, you know, and and a thorn in our side. But we're going to get them this week. So I, I you know, they they come to San Francisco this week, and I think that San Francisco is going to be just out of control with the way they they beat yeah. Philadelphia. And how they beat Seattle a couple of weeks ago in Seattle. Right. Yeah. Maybe, I, whatever it is, I take the over this week. Whatever, oh, they, yeah. whatever they, the line is. I'm not one to give gambling advice, but I would give gambling advice on the over this week for the 49ers. Ah, what do
2: you think it's going to be? Like fifty six 100 or
3: points. I think if the 49ers oh. can score 100 points, they will. You know, <laughs> we, we may see Sam Darnold in the for, third quarter. That's what I'm thinking. Oh
2: wow! Okay, so between you and me, should we have a bet? I'll take under hundred points.
3: Well, I don't think I, I I wouldn't put enough money on it. But then again, you know, I don't gamble on sports except for no. people. Uh, you know, singing. You know, I'll do a singing bet, but I won't put any money on sports. I'll make Wait, people. What
2: do, mean, what do you mean a singing bet?
3: Well, uh, when I lost last year with the Philadelphia Eagles winning, I had to sing um, Philadelphia Freedom to a friend of mine on Facebook. I didn't record a video. And he was gonna have to sing Scott McKenzie's If You're Going to San Francisco.
2: Oh, gotcha. He was gonna have to sing that uh, one. I I gotta look that up. Did you do
3: a good job? Yeah, I thought I did, except, uh, you know, I changed the words. I said, Philadelphia Eagles. I hate, hate, hate you. Yes, I do.
2: <laughs> oh, and for those who don't remember, that was a famous Elton John song back in the 70s. Okay. Um, so going back to uh, NBA for a little bit, uh, Mark Cuban reportedly is selling a majority interest in the Maths for $3.5 billion. Now, he bought the team in 2000 for $285 million. <laughs> Excuse me. And, and I'm just assuming... Uh, you know, two eighty five turned into three point five. I'm not going to look at you know well, majority interest or you know whatever because they they weren't very clear in the article. Um, guess what the rate of return was for having two hundred eighty five million dollars turned into three point five billion. You're the math
3: guy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, leave I, that. I
2: here. am. Why don't you take a guess? It's twenty three years.
3: Yeah. Oh, my God, <laughs> I know that thirty years ago, I know that Mark Cuban was sleeping on other people's couches. Yeah. And, he was so broke, and and you know had to couch surf to make it. And now he's worth you know about four or five billion dollars. It's really yeah. talk about a rate of return there. you
2: yeah. know. <laughs> infinity on that. No, it's, it's yeah. only twenty. It's, um, it's only a ten point nine five. It's only ten point nine five percent.
3: It. It's how 10. much? 9, ten point
2: nine five percent. Really? I thought it would be more than base.
7: that. I know. I thought
3: it would be.
2: It, it, That's, as Einstein says, compound interest, eighth wonder of the world.
3: Yeah. Well, and Albert Einstein, if he had really been smart, would have uh, uh, started his own NBA franchise. (laughs) Would have made a lot more money doing that than inventing the nuclear bomb.
2: That's true. Hey, you know what's interesting was uh, last night's game uh, with Jacksonville. You know, their center, I don't remember his name, but they made a comment uh, on uh, Monday Night Football. This guy's got a master's degree in aerospace engineering.
3: Is that crazy? No, that's and good. It's, that's you know, that's I mean, to, fall but... <laughs> to, to fall back on. You know, he should you yeah. should call up uh Queen's guitarist Brian May, who's oh, also yeah. an astrophysicist and one of oh. uh, one of the smartest people on the planet.
2: Well, and, and interesting, you remember the, the uh uh musical group Boston? Yes. Yeah. Every one of those guys was an MIT guy.
3: Believe it. Yeah. I mean, again, maybe the greatest single album in history when you consider they didn't really release any other albums that did any, any, any merit. You know that every song on that Boston, you know, uh, uh, first album is amazing. But yeah, I don't I think look. they have any other albums that anyone paid any attention to. They it was, uh, well, it was
2: then, uh, you know, what? the second one they at least don't look back
3: was a really good song. But right, uh, but the rest of that album not the, the not, not as much. Yeah, they definitely had yeah. cool graphics though for the uh, <laughs> yeah, with the spaceship and all that <laughs> stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and, was, and same thing with Asia. They always had these really yes, cool graphics. with the dragons,
3: yeah. the painted dragons. Yeah yeah that's also
2: very the in fact it's funny um on my pandora um I, I i love the group asia and i had only known about the first album and then suddenly all of these other songs come up that are phenomenal and i i guess i never do so it's really kind of really kind of very very cool to, to find out all these groups you like had all these other songs that that uh he never even knew about Didn't, um yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Um uh, so uh, so you're telling me the Pistons are not gonna win the championship.
3: Is that uh, a maybe Martin Huber go by them? Yeah, maybe what are the, they ten
2: thousand to one or something? no, I think it's yeah, you know,
3: you can take another two hundred million, buy the Pistons, make another three point five billion on them when they eventually, you know, thirty years from now become a good team. Uh I do you know find what? it fascinating that James Wiseman has not been offered a a an extension. On his contract, meaning that he becomes a unrestricted free agent at the end of this year, which really shows how ineffective James Wiseman truly has been for yeah. this time in the NBA. He just really hasn't made it work in any way, shape or form. Hey, and-
2: you know, it reminds me of McCaw, Patrick McCaw. I kept trying to think. I go, what is his name? Patrick McC something McCaw, Travis. whatever happened to him?
3: I mean, he went to Toronto, I think, and got hurt, and that was really the end of it. You know, a lot of a lot of ex-Warriors have that history, like Festus and Dealy, you know, they, oh, they yeah. have one great year for the Warriors or uh uh James Michael McAdoo, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's you was
3: know?
2: nice guy, but terrible.
3: I mean, yeah, well, it was great for the Warriors for one year, and then as soon as they're done. The Warriors, you know, throw him back on the trash heap, and that's the end of it. And they, no, they
2: play. Play. I mean, he was nothing like his – I think it was his uncle, wasn't it, Bob McNew. Yeah, Bob McNew. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he's phenomenal. Uh, yeah, but what hey. I'm
3: saying is that the Warriors have this kind of history of one-and-dones with guys. And once they're done yeah. using them, they rarely – other than JaVale McGee, they haven't had a lot of guys leave the Warriors from the and <laughs> <Yeah>. look, Jordan Poole <laughs> is just a yeah. disaster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk yeah. about you know you're making fun of uh, Detroit, but Washington is no better. The Washington yeah. Wizards are no better, and with Jordan Poole, they're completely. Yeah, if
2: these guys could learn some humility, I don't care how good you are. Like Steph Curry, he's he's nice and humble, even though he knows he's the greatest. Okay, take we're gonna go to our uh, second trivia question. Speaking of the Pistons. uh Who won the MVP finals when the Detroit Pistons won in
5: 2004?
2: Oh, wow. Excuse me. Who was the MVP finals? That's our trivia question. Stay with us. Excuse me. Uh, Sports Econ 101 will be right back. Don't touch that dot.
0: Are you ready for an unforgettable family adventure? Alcatraz Island is calling your name. Discover the history, mystery, and allure of the infamous Alcatraz Island with your loved ones. And the best part? You can enjoy it with a fantastic discount of almost 10% off. Introducing the Alcatraz Family Pack. Two adult tickets and two child tickets for the young explorers aged 5 to 11. It's a package designed to make your family experience even more memorable as you stroll through the historic prison, walking the same corridors as some of the world's most notorious criminals, and enjoying breath taking views of the San Francisco skyline. Don't miss this unique opportunity to create lasting memories with your family while exploring one of America's most iconic landmarks. But the family pack is available for day tours only, so plan your visit accordingly. Book today at AlcatrazCityCruises.com and embark on a -a once-in-a-lifetime adventure to Alcatraz, where history comes alive and memories are made. Terms and conditions apply. Family pack available for day tours only. Visit AlcatrazCityCruises.com for details.
6: The Elk Cove Inn, voted number one of 77 bed and breakfasts in Mendocino County, invites you to explore one of the most romantic boutique hotels on the northern California coast. This one-of-a-kind ocean view inn is part bed and breakfast, part homestead and sustainable farm. The Elk Cove Inn goes above and beyond to offer a home away from home experience with unpretentious comfort, complete amenities, beautiful gardens and grounds, breakfast in bed, fine dining experience, and a day spa. Be prepared to relax, unwind, and recharge. Our spectacular ocean view rooms and cottages welcome you with a gift basket, champagne, and delicious breakfast. Enjoy the afternoon with a bonfire, wine, cheese, and games. A favorite for romantic getaways, the Elk Cove Inn is also a popular destination for reunions and business gatherings. Go to elkcoveinn.com for reservations. That's elkcoveinn.com.
7: Palio Restaurant's been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise, it's been voted best Italian restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays. Reservations are recommended. Visit paliosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today.
2: Welcome back to Sports Econ One Hundred and One. Edward Brown and Russell Jackman here. Uh, second trivia question: If about the NBA, who won the NBA Finals MVP when the Detroit Pistons won in two
3: thousand four? That's a tough question because there were, you know, <laughs> there was no really, really dominant player on that two thousand fourteen. In fact. If it were up to me, I probably would have given the MVP to Larry Brown because I think he he had his best coaching year coordinating a bunch of very, like, not compatible individuals to equal yeah. a really great team. They were one of the better teams without having a great, a single great player on there. But I, I'm going to guess it was Rip Hamilton.
2: No, that actually that would have been a good when you think of Rip Hamilton, uh, you probably would think of this guy too. But uh, that was Chauncey
3: probably,
2: yes, Chauncey Okay, Bells.
3: I was I was trying to remember whether it was Chauncey or whether it was Rip Hamilton. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you had Ben Wallace on there, you had Rasheed Wallace on there, you had, you know, a bunch of, of of real role players. Nobody, no one guy was really dominant on that team. Yeah. And yet, Lambeer, Lambeer had already retired, didn't he? Oh yeah, that was a – Yeah, no, they had Ben Wallace as their center at that okay. point. Same, same thing yeah.
2: with Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, yeah, he, 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 he yeah, no, he
3: wasn't there at all. This was well it's, after that. They remember they stopped that Super Laker team that had Carl Malone on it and that had Steve Nash on it, as well wait, as the Laker. You mean Utah Jazz? No, no, the Lakers. It was one. La- there was one last year. Where Carl Malone and Steve Nash and um
2: oh, am thinking of John Stockton. Uh,
3: yeah, okay. No, where the Lakers tried to load up on um, one last time and yeah. with Sheel O'Neill and, and Kobe Bryant and all that stuff to try to stop uh and and they were trying to, you know, get one last one title for Carl Malone. And he got hurt right before the finals. And oh. uh 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 Detroit pulled off the huge upset. It might be maybe the biggest upset right in our time uh you know since, since maybe the warriors won you know mm-hmm. or the bullets won that the that the, there was a uh, a team that nobody was thinking would win the nba championship and actually did so yeah i give lot of that to larry brown i think that he made that mm-hmm. all happen cuz he yeah it's no, a lifetime achievement for him
2: Hey, go to, to football for a minute. Uh, so Florida State is out of the playoffs, even though they were undefeated. Now apparently they had an easier schedule, but nothing that nothing that they could do about that. And also their regular quarterback and backup was hurt. Uh, Alabama lost a game, but is still in the playoffs. So my question is, how much of this is a popularity contest? You know, it's oh. like the guys who are, who are saying, okay, well, who's going to be in here? Well, you know what? Who wants to see a third string quarterback? even though the, the, they're in Florida State's undefeated, compared to Alabama, you know what I mean?
3: What do you the think? The whining of college football and the <laughs> annual my team beat your team and your team beat this team, therefore my team is better than this other team, argument never ends. It never ends. <laughs> and I thought that the, 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 the BCS would stop it, I thought the playoffs would stop this whining. I thought when they added four teams, you would stop the whining. And the whining is built into college football. College football huh. is so whiny, I refuse to watch it. I really do. I get sick. Yeah, even, the, even the championship? Yeah, I, I really do. Don't care for college football because of all the whining that happens during the season about how my team is better than this team. And this team is better than that team. So I should be better than that team. And you know what? Just go ahead and do a 64-team tournament so that we can listen to the number 65 team whine about how they didn't get into the, the damn playoffs, just like the NCAA tournament. I can't oh, believe it. Every yeah, year yeah. NCAA tournament, there's people whining that they're the number 66 team. And they're like, we make the NCAA team. It. It's like, because you're 66. You're the 66 <laughs> worst team in, 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 in the nation. You really think you're going to win a title when you're number 66? Get out of here.
2: And you do know what they'll,
3: they'll do? They'll, next they'll,
2: time. they'll to Brock Purdy being Mr. Irrelevant, and look how well he's done.
3: Well, that's a different story because we're talking about, you know, a team and what they've done all season versus where you get drafted. Drafting isn't an exact science. But when you that's play a college season of football or a college season of basketball, live with the fact that you were the fifth best team in the nation. How often do we see in any playoff format, in any sport, where the fifth best team winds up winning a title? How often does that happen? Uh, n- not
2: too often, but here's the point is uh, Florida State is saying, I, I, I believe they're saying, listen, I I was say we're, that. Unde- we're undefeated. Yes. Alabama lost a game. Right. So why and are that's they what they're
3: always going to hear. There's always going to be some team that's undefeated, you know, because they play Poughkeepsie State and they play, you know, uh, the, the, the Sisters of St. Mary's or whatever, yeah. you know, they, they, they they're playing, you know, junior colleges and college of marin and stuff like that in, in you know during their season and they go but one of the biggest problems was and has been for college football that they make their own schedules and so you know they now you're starting to see those schedules start firming up and Alabama had a much harder schedule so that you know yeah they lost the game but I credit that a lot more than a team that plays a bunch of cupcakes for you know most of the season, and then goes undefeated, and then just whines to everybody about how they should be the you know, they should be in the 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 college playoffs.
2: No, I can't. Now, I can't. Year, I
3: can't prove it. I, I think next ask. year they move to twelve teams. I think. Okay. Year, okay. That's, okay. That'll. that'll oh, help listen, I guarantee you next year. The number Number 13 13. team will be whining and complaining and saying we should be in there because we beat this team. And so
2: hey, we were three and 12. Come on. That's pretty good.
3: Um, Yeah, we were on a roll at the end. We won a single team at the end of the season. The momentum was going our way. Yes, momentum. momentum As long as college relies on polling and rankings – to be able to, you know, decide who's the best team in the nation. I, I just, it, it's always disgusted me. And I, I, am not a fan of the bowls. I'm not a fan of, 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 college football in general, because they just don't have a real season and a way of determining a champion the way every other sport does. They remind me of the electoral college in, in uh, the United States, how every other, every other System in the entire world uses popular vote to determine who's president, and we're the one country that decides that we need to have a uh, a, a, a a the uh, electoral college. To I mean,
2: to I, I understand the president. reason for that, but uh, no,
3: there isn't a reason. There isn't yeah, a reason because,
2: because otherwise, let's say you have most of the population in uh, New Texas. Let's say, so, let's say you got.
7: 50, let's say
2: 51% to... of the people live in Texas. You want that Texas deciding everything yeah. for the rest of the country?
3: Yeah. Ah, yeah. Why, why do other countries manage to do it? and I, guess not, they,
2: I, I don't know if they have other states uh, the same way that we do, where states
3: have their own rights.
2: You know. does I mean, anyway,
3: anyway. fill with territories and so is russia yeah. and so are lots of other places they have territories so it's not because we have states it's because we have an antiquated system that nobody else has possibly thought of using it's it's worse than the uh the english set of measurements that we keep using and oh, yeah. not going the metric system
2: you oh, know please don't don't make me learn the metric system again I, <laughs> I the, the, the system problem learned. is we have we
3: have a mixed system you have uh, you have grams yeah. You have nutrition in grams, but the serving size is in ounces. You have you have people filling up liter <laughs> engines. What what size is your engine? You 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 say what size your engine is in liters, right? But then you fill it with gallons of gasoline. do?: you know
2: that's actually a pretty good point. I never really thought of it that way.
3: Yeah, you yeah. have you have you have football <laughs> players running the uh, the hundred meter dash but then they get on the field and it's yards and inches. (laughs) None of it makes sense. We have the most illogical system of measurements and weights and all and distances and all of that stuff. And, and I, 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 Jimmy, you may have disliked Jimmy Carter a lot and God bless uh, Rosalind Carter and, and her passing, but, but Jimmy Carter wanted us to move to the metric system in the 70s. If we had moved the metric system in the 70s, we would be used to it by now. Now you have people you know, uh, drinking out of a 32-ounce cup, but they fill it with a two-liter bottle. I don't get how that well, matters. I
2: say let the rest of the world change to our system. How's that?
3: No, we're, well, no one would want to have a half-ass <laughs> half system like we have. And it costs us billions of dollars a year to have to convert things over from metric to to uh, uh, English standard measurement, and because we we have to translate stuff and have stuff listed on boxes as both you know both both systems. And there's even things like rockets that have been you know messed up in their trajectories because they would measure it first in meters and then <laughs> then it would be converted over to the English system, and and but stuff would well, be lost. Awesome.
2: Awesome so educate me
3: about how, why is it costing billions? Because you have to, anything that's marked in the United States, like you have a package of food or whatever, they have to include now both metric and English weights on it because they're going to sell it. But
2: why is that costing billions?
3: Because every single package has to have additional writing on it to, to sell it here in the United States and to sell it abroad. You have to have the metric labeling on it. So you can't Next get. Next you think? It does, if is you do t- it, you add it all up every every time something's printed, every time something is sold, every time something is measured. That's billions of dollars in lost productivity because we have to keep translating things over okay. The, okay. okay
2: so you're talking about the, the time it takes to yeah,
3: uh, to, do, not to, AI to do it right away, right? Well, AI would tell us, just move over to the metric system. <laughs> the computer would say, why aren't you just using the metric system, you idiots? And then, <laughs> you, know, they, you
2: have to add, you idiot, in there. AI and then it, it would launch all
3: the nuclear weapons at us at the same time. <laughs> so, you know. Have you seen, and by the way, have you seen any of the AI commercials of, like, fast food places or things like that on YouTube? Are you only...
2: Like where someone, only where a guy goes to, to get a, a an order and then it asks for a tip. And he's going, what am I supposed to tip the robot? That's yeah. thing I saw.
3: No, they, they have people like go to AI generators and say, I want to do a McDonald's commercial. And they let the AI go and surf the internet and use all of compiled human knowledge to make a commercial about McDonald's. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And well, that's it's pretty horrifying the really? way the computer like perceives us <laughs> as mcdonald's consumers everybody is totally fat and like eating like you know opening their mouths unhinged and throwing <laughs> in these gigantic burgers and it just i'll have to send so you a link is,
2: okay, who programs the ai is my question so, okay. yeah well so, that
3: is one thing is that it depends on who programs it but the it's real nightmare fuel. It's just well, it's,
2: so, it's so funny because when this first came out like you know, a year or whatever ago, they 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 said, uh, okay, uh, create a, a a nice poem about Biden and it came up with this beautiful poem, you know, and and all the good attributes of them. And then they said, okay, do the same thing for Trump as a sorry, there's no information available.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it's it's just trying to scan through the internet and try yeah. to figure out what everyone else is saying about these uh, things. Okay. Hey, we
2: got to cut to our next break. Here we go. Okay. Uh, who, who was the first NBA player to be elected the MVP by unanimous unanimous vote?
1: Ah. Uh, who was the I first know that player?
2: One. All right. Stay with us. 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Don't touch up.
1: That's 800-278-1738. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide 800-514-0521 800-514-0521 that's 800-514-0521 welcome back to sports econ
2: 101 last time for today i'm edward brown your host along with russell jackman our third trivia question Who was the first player to be elected the MVP by unanimous
3: vote? And it's pretty amazing to know that it took this long to happen. But Steph Curry was the first one to be elected. Yeah, that is
2: correct. And and It's amazing
3: to say that people wouldn't vote for Michael Jordan, that they wouldn't vote for Magic Johnson, that Bill Russell didn't get it, that Will Chamberlain didn't get it. You know, it is pretty remarkable that all these other great players, someone would sit sit there and not vote for you know Michael Jordan well
2: it, you know what it's the same thing for like Ted Williams they were players yeah. who didn't want to in the Hall of Fame someone did vote like for him.
3: Willie Mays
2: someone yeah, did vote for didn't him. like him. I know it's it's kind of it's so stupid but uh, give me give me the year and then we'll cut off for our thoughts of the
3: day wasn't that the 27 2015 2016 year
2: 2016, yeah, very good.
3: Yeah, okay. Because are you ready? You ready three win season? So you know how? Uh, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> gonna All
2: right. Here's our thoughts for the day. Diet day number one. I removed all of the fattening food from my house. It was delicious. Um, <laughs> I needed like that. And uh, when I was little, I asked my mom how I was born. She told me that a stork brought me to her. When I asked the same question about how she and Daddy were born. I got the same answer, the story, as well as when I asked about grandma and grandpa. Uh, several days later, I handed in a report telling my teacher how difficult it was to write because there hadn't been a natural child version in my family for three generations.
4: <laughs> wow,
3: all right then.
2: You like that? <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. All right, audience. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week.
3: Adios. So long.